0: Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 70. Today we're live uh, on Periscope and we're going to start the show off with what our no- our normal uh, after the bell segment with Chip. So we're going to do it all as part of, show of the show today. So Chip, how you doing, man? Hey, good. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Um try to turn So let's talk about the markets, man. So it's looking like a fairly quiet market. Not a lot happened overnight. So what's going on with the markets today?
1: Yeah, kind of a mixed day here, Um, and the corn market up two cents, actually. And uh, the reason for that is a little bit of a discrepancy on what this extended forecast is going to do. One weather model has much warmer, drier conditions, which would be good for corn planting. Uh, Another major weather model has uh, much cooler and rain in there the first half of May. So the corn market is just kind of caught in the middle here, waiting on a little more information. Uh, if we do have a nice weather window, it's going to be hard for corn not to um, have a little more of a, of a price break in here. Obviously, if we're going to fight the cold, wet weather and planting delays, uh, we're going to maybe see uh, a little more of a bounce. We did have uh, the planting progress out, uh, 5% complete. Uh, normally, we're uh, like 15%. So we are behind, but I don't know if the market's going to pay too much attention to that. Uh, because we can catch up so fast. So it's all it's all going to be about what this two week forecast is. Beans uh, let us lower today. Ended up eight lower in the July, six and three quarters lower in November, uh, down near the lows of the day. A uh, little bit of a fear that there's going to be another ongoing, uh, I guess, uh, a worsening of the China US trade uh, issue. So uh, also, we had the Brazilian currency. Uh, stronger today and that's leading to some selling pressure from the Brazilian farmer. wheat was a mixed bag uh, all over the board. We traded five six cents higher uh, about five lower uh, ended up two and three quarters lower than July 8th. Chicago at 474 and a half three quarters of a cent higher in July Kansas City 502 and three quarters um, Obviously there's some rains in the uh, in the drier areas Kansas Oklahoma. Probably not quite as good a coverage, maybe, as what uh, was in the forecast a week or so ago. But it did rain. Uh, mixed bag there. Crop conditions this afternoon were unchanged. The, again, market's going to look for next week to see if this uh, weekend rain did much to improve crop conditions. So I don't think the crop condition report's going to do much. Uh, livestock market's a pretty good day. Um, stronger cash trade last week. We did have a cattle on feed Friday that was uh, bearish but it was well within expectations of pre-report of, uh, estimates uh, so that cash trade kind of dictated a higher trade today in the futures close the april cattle up 237 at 121.72 close the june at 115. feeders were up strong at 262. kind of bucked the trend here uh, hogs were the the lone wolf out here closed down 117 in june hogs so kind of mixed day across the board Weather's going to be uh, the main issue going forward for the grain markets, particularly the corn market. We need a kind of clear two
0: to three week window here to get some corn on the ground. So that'll be closely watched. Other than that, pretty quiet in here. Yeah. So it looks like there was a pretty widespread amount of rain that got all the way from basically central Texas all the way north. Um, With the customers you have down there, did you hear any rain estimates that came back from, from those areas that were pretty drought stricken?
1: uh yeah it's kind of mixed bag it was really um, variable the, the rainfall i think that's one of the reasons maybe the market uh the wheat market stabilized in here uh there were good rains in there inch and a half to two inch rains, but that was not the norm so yeah. it ranged anywhere from you know three or four tens all the way up to nearly two inches in that deal depending on where you were obviously at this stage some of those areas hadn't had rain in the better part of six months and so any rain is good at this point um, you know, is it going to be enough to kind of reverse some of the damage that's done? It's too early to tell. The market's going to really watch crop conditions uh, the next couple of weeks and the next Monday, especially to see, you know, how much improvement uh, we saw due to this rain. So, a mixed bag. You've of depend on where you were, uh, wide variance uh, of coverages and amounts there. Gotcha.
0: Okay. All right, Chip. Well, I think that pretty well covers it. Do you have, uh, if guys want to get a hold of you, how can they do that?
1: Yeah, best way is just uh, call our office, 309-550-7213. I'll uh, be happy to talk with you and chat about your specific risk management needs.
0: Great. Okay, Chip, we'll, we'll uh, do this again tomorrow at one thirty uh, like normal, and uh, we'll go from there. All right, sounds good. All right, thanks, Chip. Thanks. Bye. Cool. So, looks like the uh, pretty quiet markets today, so not, not a whole lot to talk about there. How was your weekend?
2: Oh, it was pretty boring. Yeah. <laughs> <Too much either. laughs> Which was kind of good yeah. compared to the weekend we had before. So.
0: Yeah, no kidding. It was, uh, it had been a, uh, it was first weekend in a while where we had, you know, enough stuff not going on that we could hang out. But also, this was our, what, fifth weekend of snow yeah. in a row? Yeah. Yeah, so it was, was kind of crazy. But yeah, so, but yeah, so what do you, uh, How things going in the marketplace we see happening out there in the equipment market right now?
2: Um, you know, it's gotten a little bit quiet here as of lately Um, it there was a strong push the last 30 days 45 days probably equipment selling Um, and it seems like it's been a little bit quiet probably for the last seven days here. I think part of it is the weather Yeah, um, that's probably a big part of it guys are just kind of chomping at the bit waiting to get in the field I think, um you know, Chip kind of hit on it too. These next two weeks will probably be really big to kind of, everybody's going to be on, you know, tensions are going to be high. Oh, yeah. Farmers are going to be wanting to push as hard as they can to get done what they can. And yep. um, they're under a little bit of stress right now. But so these next couple weeks will probably be a little bit slow just mm-hmm. because guys are actually going to be in the field getting yep. stuff done.
0: Yeah. no, I, I think you're right. I mean, just what I could see on Twitter, there's guys were getting the planners out, getting them all hooked up. And there was you know, some guys are still tinkering with stuff and getting things ready to go, but you can tell the guys that were, were the, had warmed up enough to where they could get in the field. They're going to get after it. So um, there's plenty of uh, plenty of planner activity to go out there.
2: Yeah, and, and there's still guys strip tilling and oh, yeah. doing field work and all that kind of stuff too. So yeah,
0: yeah. This weather hasn't helped anything. With it being <laughs> cool like it's been, and when it's been anything from, you know, we've had. Well, like, let take our area, for example, it'll be 70 degrees during the week and windy, mm-hmm. and then it'll, it'll snow for a couple of days, and it's, you know, snows and melts away and whatever, and then, like, Sunday, it was a beautiful day. It was yep. perfectly calm, no wind, no anything. It was about, it might have got to 70 degrees, maybe, maybe 60 degrees, something like that, but it was, a, it was a, a welcome change, and they start looking at the forecast now, and going out through, we had a little cold spell come through tomorrow, got some rain coming through tonight, but... Uh, we're looking at like almost 80 degrees. this Yeah, this week the rest again. of the week. <laughs> so it's going to be nice. I'm looking forward to it, man. Finally spring, maybe it'll spring is sprung, maybe, I guess. So maybe. We'll go from there. But, um, let's talk about the auction market here for just a little while before we get Kirk Hens here from Bama Weather on. Um, what are you guys, what are you seeing in the auction market right now? I watched, a, got some results from a Sullivan auction sale I was watching uh, on Thursday. And there was, again, some very strong numbers that came across there anything out that jumped out to you over the last couple of days that you saw maybe that was a, a shocker to you
2: mm, i don't think there was anything that i saw necessarily that was specifically stuck out to me but man there's been still some that auction market still hanging tough there's been yeah. still some really strong auctions here and um and tractor selling at prices that i would have imagined they'd sell at yeah. so yeah it's been really really strong did you yeah. See so I mean, anything that stuck out?
0: The one thing that stuck out to me was I, uh, you know, I was looking at that uh, that sale there. Uh, it was in Highland, Kansas, and I was watching. They had a, and what I was watching was that planer. I wanted to see where that seventeen seventy-five MT was sold at, and I want to say it sold for one hundred five thousand, if I remember right. But it's a twelve row thirty exact emerge. Um, I can't remember how many acres I had on it, but it brought one hundred five thousand, which I thought was a pretty high price for what it was. Yeah, you know, for a fifteen model. Um, especially being exact emerge I mean, so I know it's got to have been over some acres. Um, there's a couple of uh, R4030 that sold in there. I was watching mm-hmm. it as well. We don't really sell that many R4030s, or more R38s. But it still brought. had 600 and some hours on it, and uh, you know, had the activations and stuff. Was it 120, 100 foot booms on 20 inch space, if I remember right. Anyway, it brought 190 thousand. And I thought that was pretty strong for what it was. Yeah, I would definitely agree. So there's just some, there's just, you know, the auction market is just getting to the point now where it's, uh, it's predictable in the, in the good direction, unpredictable Mm -hmm. in the good direction. You know and I mean? You watch these now and you you think you kind of have a peg, but I think again, it goes back to, when you start watching these guys go and you start watching what they do, um, so much in how they present that, that yeah. stuff, you know. so yeah so I think it's a it's definitely a, a strong market and I think that there's going to be some some better um, better stuff to come hopefully so all right now we're back here again sorry we had some technical difficulties there, but I have Kirk Hins from BAM weather on he's gonna give a, a a rundown here of the uh, of some of the weather situations you might see for the coming week so Kirk welcome to the show man hey.
3: I appreciate you
0: guys having me. i love to be on. Wow, thanks for being on, bud. So, looks like we had some needed rains get out to uh, some pretty drought-stricken parts of the country over the weekend, and uh, and it looks like we got a little bit of a drier forecast coming up for the week.
3: Yeah, I, I would say once we get past Tuesday and Wednesday, I do think that there is a, a little disturbance that works through, especially in I would say probably, I don't know, 40% of the central part of the state probably picked up, you know, another quarter inch to, look at in three. Quarters of an inch is going to be possible. So, uh, you know, following those weekend rains, I do think uh, that this will continue to add a little bit of relief there. Now, and by no means are these drought busting rains, but, you know, it is nice to see a little bit more activity picking up there. But I will say, as we kind of look at the whole two-week picture, it is overall a little bit less active. But the good news is, is kind of over the next two weeks, we certainly will be warming up. We'll see temperatures that will be slightly actually above normal for, so like, the west central part of the plains, even the central part of the plains. So, you know, if the average 70 degrees is a high right now, you're actually going to be seeing a lot of 70s and 80s. So, that's great news for, you know, folks that are really wanting to get those soil temperatures out <coughs> into and, and just kind of go full force planting right now. So, a like, good planting window is what is the best we've had over the last couple, couple of
0: months ahead for sure. Yeah, so it looks like then, so with the dry forecast coming through, um, the corn belt should be able to get get hot and heavy into planting.
3: Yeah, I, I definitely think you know the, the main artery of the corn belt is, is going to be full force into planting over the next kind of couple of weeks. Uh, there there are a couple storm dates in there, probably around May second to fourth, and, and seeing a possible big storm kind of around the May ten timeframe. But other than that, what's actually going on is we're kind of getting a jet stream that pumps in all that moisture it's really starting to calm down. So when it does calm down, you know, we don't really have a lot of storm activity, a lot of precipitation that works in. So that's kind of the the why behind the drier pattern over the next couple of weeks. But in turn, it also allows us to get a little bit warmer, too. So it's kind of a trade-off. You know, we're getting a little bit warmer, we're still dry, but at least we have a good good window better than any to get out in the field more consistently.
0: Good deal. Well, Kirk, if uh, guys want to... Jump on here and get learn a little more about BAM Weather. Where can they do that at?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So you can head on over to our website at bamwrex.com. We have a couple samples on there. And, uh, you can contact us. We have a contact us page on there to get a little bit more information, kind of what we do on a daily basis. So uh, we do everything from local forecasts to long range forecasts to even down in South America. So we kind of fit everybody's
0: needs. Right on. All right, Kirk. Well, uh, thanks for being on, and we'll uh, talk to you next week. All right, all right, thanks, buddy. <coughs> all right. So now, we got everybody back in the room here. And like I said, we had some technical problems here just a little bit ago. So sorry that we that we jumped off. But we got the crew all in the same room. <laughs> the man in the same shirt over here. The <laughs> The shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> and... And then we got Regina over here, and then, and then myself. So, how's uh how's it been, brother? Good. What's Good. uh what's new and exciting? Iron business always exciting. Can't beat it with a stick, right? Can't beat it with a big damn stick. What's uh so what's been happening, man? You get, there's got to be some some little bit of action going on right now. Guys are out running around doing whatever they're doing. So there's got to be some some at least some tales from the. Uh, from the road there that you can talk about yeah
4: there's there's a little bit of action right now it's it's quite honestly it's a tick slow, but that's because you know either a guys are already rolling in the field or b they're kind of pissy that they're not so mm-hmm. but there there is combine actions picking up pretty hot and heavy um been doing a lot of quoting on combines here, talking to guys about different avenues, ways to go, all that. There's been, oh, high horsepower row crops, you know, mm-hmm. that's an any time of year deal. Makes yeah. no difference. Um, not much with hay. Planters, nothing. You know, yeah. that's pretty much. That's uh, that right now, yeah. ship has sailed. Yeah, a ship has sailed. Yeah, that ship has sailed. That's right.
0: <laughs> Those are kind of the main things. Yeah. What, uh, as the guys that you talked to, you know, like we were at lunchtime today, we are talking about a few auction pieces that we've seen. What are you seeing in the auction market right now? Uh, there certainly is no
4: tail off. Right. It's as hot and heavy as ever. Um, the auctions have tailed off, but they're... The values uh, haven't. Right, the yeah. pricing is, is still there. Yeah. Um, there's less and less of the they they seem more run of the mill too. So the fact that they're not tapering off with some pretty run of the mill stuff yeah. um is is a pretty good indicator of a market what's the word? You're the smart one. What's the word? Rebound? Market No not rebound. That it's strong, steady. Oh, yeah.
0: Market uh, market stabilization. stabilization. Yeah, I mean the market has stabilized. We we've been talking about market stabilization for a while, and I and I think the market has stable to The stabilization in the market is very strong because it does give you, like I always say, you know the the auction market is is the canary in the coal mine. It is going to tell you what is happening overall in the marketplace, right? So, my opinion of what I see right now, especially in the marketplace, is. The demand for the late model stuff is high. Is so high right now. It's so very so high, and even if you take a look at our, our ability to even to even trade for, we have a lot of guys that are just selling to the neighbor down the road, or they're they're running the ad or whatever. As long as it's priced correctly, I mean, right. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say that it's a it's a, a 2010 or 11 type market where. If you have it, you can sell it. it doesn't matter what how many hours got on it. You know, right. You know, it's not like that. I want a tractor. I don't care what it is. All right. I got, a, I got a two-year-old tractor. I'll trade you straight across for this other this one-year-old tractor and call it good. Right. You know I mean, <laughs> and they're happy that they we're happy to do that. So now, I think that there's a, a significant amount of I don't know, like a off of some sort that that I kind of worry about with the trade stuff that's going on and what that looks like going in, which none of this, none of the trade stuff right now is gonna play out to the end of the year, even if it, because it's not gonna affect, you know, guys. You know, global the global trade. Global trade, not the like, equipment like, trade. Yeah, like the Chinese trade, you know, the whole thing with them, you know, so. I mean, right now they're getting smacked with, uh, with the sorghum deal and, or Milo, depending on what part of the world you're it's in. Milo. Um, sorghum, or Milo, whichever <laughs> one it is, and, that that's such a that's such a big deal. I mean, it's in especially in states like like Kansas and states like Oklahoma and Texas. West Texas and those kind of places like that where they're they're looking for that Mexico, you know, yeah, Mexico, that Ultimately, it's going to happen. We're going to sell to Mexico, Mexico sell to China, and it's going to be you know I might be oversimplifying that, but I think there's going to be that's going to have a huge effect on on how guys, especially by equipment because it's gonna be how the banks are gonna start looking and how they're gonna let their money land. So mm-hmm. you know Oh absolutely. You're you're big in the farm bureau. So what do you what are you hearing?
2: Um it's been kinda of quiet here. I think everybody's just kinda of waiting it out. Um the overall consensus is waiting it out to hopefully that we have a better deal. Mm-hmm. Um that's kind of the overall consensus of the group. Um, everybody's kind of, at first, you know, everybody was, like, kind of in the shock Mm -hmm. and awe, I guess, um, the first couple days, and then afterwards, everybody kind of settled down, and, um, they're just waiting for the process to run through, so. Um, the hope is there that there is renegotiations that happen, Mm -hmm. um, and that it'll be better off at the end of the day, because if you look at anything that you use in your house, and you look at where it's made, Mm -hmm. Probably not made in the U.S. So, yeah, right. um, unfortunately, yeah. So there, it, there is some, you know, it's a little. It comes at not the best of times, obviously, but there is some hope that um, it'll all be good in the end. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I think I. What was I reading the other day in the magazine? They were talking about adding something to the farm bill that was going to, if the, to kind of help ease the, the stuff with the with the tra- the uh, trade war stuff. So. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things like you. Why why have the trade war if you're going to? I mean, I get it, but I
1: compensate for but at the same annoys. time, it's
0: like a it's like it's such an oxymoron a little
4: bit, you know. But I mean? you know, with with the trade war, that isn't technically a trade war yet. But with with that whole scenario, if it was as <clears throat> end of the world bleak as the doomsday, or say it is. The markets would have a way
0: bigger impact than they do. Well, you know what? You've seen the market swings, though.
4: Right. But but it would be like beans are $2. I mean, there would be like drastic, holy shit, what are we going to do with soybeans? But it's not that. I mean, there's been impact, obviously. And there's market swings day to day, almost, with what is said there. Right. Because, you know, I have a degree in this stuff. But, <laughs> but uh, Chip's probably going, that guy don't know shit. But, I, you know, there's, and, and like he said one time when we had him on here, that that uh, they're still going to buy beans. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's not like they're going to buy every bean from Brazil and Argentina. And, you know, the, the beauty of it, just like anything else, is, and, and I wholeheartedly, we need all the ag business from them that we can get, mm-hmm. because they have the mouths to feed and the money to pay for it. Right. So, I, you know, I think we need everything we can from them, mm-hmm. but maybe push comes to shove, look for other markets. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe. And other markets emerge because of that.
0: Well, yeah. But you're also looking at a seventh of the world's population in one spot. Right. So that's kind of a... Yeah. Between them and India, you know, we're going to... No, I know.
4: That's why I'm saying they have the miles. They yeah. also have... They can also pay the bill.
0: Unlike... Maybe we could go to Lafaga. Or maybe uh, Uruguay. Lafaga Is that a real country? Yeah. <laughs> it's, in, it's in the Baltics. It's up there, you know, like the old... Like, Czechoslovakia and all up in that area. Legit part of the world. Romania. Is that like Southern Soviet Union? So you got like Romania, right? Kind of up there. Like Romania up here. Up there kind of tucked away ever so, so gently in the in the old Baltics up there. Legit. So I guess I'm the only one with high school. <laughs> um, I don't think so. <laughs> all right. Um
4: so you're what's it called Latvika 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 not Latvia yes that's what I'm saying Latvia where'd you put the K in there Latvia that's what I said Three he t- said Latvica. No, I didn't Latvia that's where all the like 611 point guards right. come from yes. Lithuanians <clears throat> get some
2: Lithuanians
4: those are from Lithuania that's what I'm saying it's right
0: by there it's in that area <laughs> All right, I've been there. All, All right. right, so you're dealing with <laughs> your heavens, the cattle side of the business. What do you What do you when you talk to them in your in your farm bureau circles and stuff like that? What do you hear as far as trade stuff goes? Because they they keep pushing that around a little bit. So what do you keep seeing? Do you hear anything crazy about that?
2: You know, I'm kind of shocked the market hasn't moved, like jumped. <laughs>
4: I'm sorry, the way she she saw my cattle, and she was surprised Murray hasn't moved. <laughs> I just got that. Sorry, I totally, totally
0: ruined your whole thing. There, you, know? Um, you know, I think there's there's
2: probably a lot of concerns with what's going to happen um, in the south right now with the drought that's been going on, um, you know, the fact that, you know, there's a lot of wheat grazed off. They're already short on hay forages. Um. I think it's kind of going to be an interesting story that's going to unravel here as summer comes. I mean, us here in Nebraska, um, a lot of our summer grass hasn't even started growing yet because we've been under snow and the temperatures haven't gotten above 40 degrees, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of summer grass that's going to be late. Um, And so there again, guys are either feeding cows longer in their yards or, you know, they're going to be supplementing out on their pastures or their ranges. So... um, It'll be an interesting year to figure out kind of where this all plays out. Um, you know, they keep saying that more cattle are on feed and, and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know if Farm Bureau or that circle has necessarily addressed anything mm-hmm. specific yet.
0: Yeah. So last week, on last, the last podcast I did with uh, Randy Sparks, he was talking about guys down there because they're, they're running out of water. It's a big drought, having a hard time getting water, and they're talking about how they're they're liquidating some of their some of their herds just because they have to. So probably won't have a big effect on the overall cattle market right away, but it, the trickle down will eventually come into it. So it'll be uh be amazing, to see what happens. So what I'm most impressed by this is that we've actually talked about the markets and this long. And actually had a kept the conversation going. Taking nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next right. we're gonna start about global finance. We could do that too if you want to. We yeah, delve. Thanks. We could wow. delve we could delve into that if you'd like. And completely sound like we don't know what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. We now, so. Um Well Phil, we had a
2: weekend. big what weekend. What was what was your big purchase? Oh,
4: 1805 Massey.
0: Proud daddy over here. <laughs> Very proud. Proud daddy. Very proud. What a beautiful original. So, for you that don't know Aaron, he has a 10 acres that he has some sheep on, right? Yep. Grew up, but he grew up a Massey Ferguson farm, right? Mm-hmm. In Dutchville, America, home of the fighting... Dragons. Purple dragons.
1: Purple
4: dragons.
0: <laughs> go purple, go white, go dragons, fight, fight. So, let's talk about that then. <laughs> there's been more guys now that we've been... There's, there's equal amount of folks that are looking to... Um, buy older tractors like what you just bought. I because I, I see it a lot. I see guys and stuff where they're talking about what they they got. Just like not so much that they're going to go use it, but that my grandpa had one or something like right. that. So I see that a lot on Twitter. So and you're on Twitter all the time. So look, what are you seeing in that oh, yeah. kind of that area? What what it is? Guys in
4: the the baby boomers. Right. Okay, boom, that boom. generation. They. Are the ones that really started, <clears throat> even like the baby boomers' parents, mm-hmm. we go back that far. Huh. The greatest generation. Mm-hmm. They, you know, lived through the depression, world war, all that kind of stuff. They retired and they decided, oh, I miss that A I used to have. Mm-hmm. So they'd buy one, fix it up. Those guys started the antique tractor thing. Okay, really started that. The baby boomers exploded that, Right. okay? Because this guy's not retired, he's still doing this or that, or or that's another generation off the farm, and I'm a lawyer in Chicago, but I remember we had an A and a 60 and a 720 and all this, and Mm -hmm. he's got a Morton building full of restored tractors. <clears throat> what is popular now, and, and those are still popular, they always will be, but what is gaining popularity now is what they call the muscle tractor. 1960 to 1985. And the reason it stops at 85 is because that's when there was no more Alice Chalmers, there was no more Case, no more International. 85 is when everybody merged, all the mergers happened. Okay. So, by sticking, and, and, and in 1960, it's kind of the roundabout start of the horsepower race. Okay. That's when your 10 Series Deers came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the big push. When John Deere finally gave up on a two banger mm-hmm. and got with everybody else, then the horsepower race was kind of on. Um, you know, you go through the 70s, some of those, you know, seventy, eighty, Alice and a uh, 2805 Massey, uh, 2180 White, you know, all these huge, big muscle tractors, you know. That's what everybody's, that's kind of the hot thing right now is... And, and as you go on tractor drives, tractor parades, that kind of thing, the Mecham auctions that are on RFD, mm-hmm. there's more and more later stuff on there. Yeah. There's still your A's and B's and H's and super M's and all that, but what's really getting the attention is the sixty thirty, mm-hmm. the 50-20 deer, um, 220 Alice's. And and even newer ones, you know, into the cab generation, the '70s. That is the 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 d 21s and the '60 '30s and all that shit has been pretty cool for a while now. But what's really gaining popularity is the stuff that kids my age was our main tractor, right. you know. And now it's whew, forty years old, <laughs> and and and. Uh, it's not, it's been in some dealers back lot, you know, whether it's a, a 4840, you know, mm-hmm. granted, a lot of them still are in their key, but a uh, 7080 Alice, a 2180 wide, a 2805 Massey, a 2590 case, 1570 case, you know, that is what's really gaining popularity and because of, and I don't know it's because of the internet, the internet makes it easy to find. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. tractor came out of Montana. <laughs> Almost Canada. Right. So there's, and the reason I bought it, a, because one I'm a fool. Two, we had one as a kid. It was gone before I can remember, but I remember stories about it. Um, and it's a Massey. You know, that's my that's my after hours brand. <laughs> it's in my blood. So there there is a big section of the, that that section is growing and growing and growing yeah and one thing that's kind of neat to a point when you get to that thing what are you going to do with an a a b an h and m you're gonna park in the shed you're gonna drive around in the summer if you have this you know restored 1570 case you still do something with it you right. know, you're not going to go plant with a damn thing, right. but it's you. You can still they can still earn their keep, so to speak, um, which which makes them a little more attractive too. But there's that's that is a big big growing trend is the muscle tractor. And there's actually a magazine, and I found it one day by chance. They had just started making this magazine, and it's a paper magazine. That that is uh, it's called Heritage Iron. Okay, okay, about yet. Yeah. <coughs> and it is just oh. Talk about Christmas catalog, man. Cause they have a feature tractor and, and stories. You know what's cool as far as related to art business? Mm-hmm. They have stories in there. It's it's a bi-monthly magazine. And they'll have stories in there like March nineteen eighty three. Massey Ferguson or white farm equipment sold off combine rights to Massey Ferguson, who then created Massey Combine, a separate division and Verity bought the tractor line. And I mean, there's all kinds of cool shit in there as far as like industry related. And they go back from the 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, all the way through. It's It's pretty cool from that standpoint of it too. So
0: one other thing, too, that I've noticed, and I see it not as much as obviously as tractors. I don't see it as much, I and mean, it's probably because it's what they are, but those older combines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know you what know, mean? Like, like 95s and 105s and, and stuff like that. 55s. Yeah. Machine repeat yeah. just had a 55 pushing all over. Yeah.
4: yeah. Hadn't yeah. run in had, 15 years, and now had, it's pushing like a growing. sewing
0: machine. It was sitting inside the barn, and it had, still had a tree growing up through the. Through the 14 foot head or whatever yeah. it was on front of it, so you start seeing older machines like that pop up, and you know, it's kind of a cool thing. I mean, guys buy those, try to make a parade something or another out of it, and, mm-hmm. and, and really try to eat, try to get it out. So, oh
4: yeah, my dad found, and it wasn't on the internet because he's not on the internet ever, ever will be, but he found a cock shut combine. There was three of them on the same sale in Kansas, Mm -hmm. somewhere around Salina this winter. And he was pumping me that, hey, we should go buy one of those because that'd be cool for a parade. And there is more and more of those, you know. Mm -hmm. Parades Mm -hmm. aren't just old tractors. There's old combines and and,
0: uh, mounted pickers, you know, all that kind of stuff. Especially then, what's different now from when, you know, 30 years ago is that it is easier to find the parts and replacement parts mm-hmm. and stuff like that because you have to get on the internet. Right. Yeah. And if you can't find it, you can always find someone that's got a, a CNC machine someplace that can make that sprocket for you or whatever it is. Yeah. By the time you get through the 30th page of Google, somewhere in those yeah. 30 pages, you have found what you need. Yeah. Someone told me one time that the second page of Google was a, a Google search was a great place to hide a body. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty good. You know who does though? Tractor geeks looking for parts. Yeah. yeah. I've gone through the second, third page of, of Google before, and after about the midway through the second line, second page, you're like, they're reaching now. Yeah. Why is this it's not in English anymore? It's like a lot of, a lot of hieroglyphics on here. What is this? So, uh, so, coming up this week, you guys have uh, any big things happening? Oh, it's been pretty quiet. There's not a lot going on You can Tell guys are getting ready to get in the field and Get some things going so mm-hmm. yeah. That's really about it. It's supposed
4: to be nice this weekend for once. Yeah. Yeah looking forward to that I'm Looking go to play to some, in the dirt.
0: Some 80 degrees. I'm sure I have a Long list of things to do. You know branded it up. And that's all done.
2: Well, that was done a while ago
0: You got any more you got any stragglers left? Two. Late bloomers. We
2: are down to two. Two happened Saturday morning. Yeah. In the in the snow slash rain. Yeah. Whatever we had.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. So we're down to two stragglers, and so. they should be in the next week or so.
4: Right on, right on. Well, I what are think. you gonna do? Lift weights,
0: run. Do some push-ups, some <laughs> sit-ups.
2: Plant your garden. <laughs> Eat I, you some know,
0: kale. I don't even know if I'm gonna do that or not. <laughs> you know, <but> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might go jerk some steel, but I mean, other than that, it's deadlift Saturdays this mm. But uh, not much, you know. Probably doing a lot of uh, I got a yard. I just bought a house, so I got a yard I got I kinda went back in shape. But other than that, not much. Gonna be fairly quiet and see more house. So Alright, well I think we've smashed this one into oblivion longer than we probably should have, so Thanks for the tractor geek. You really geeked out there for me. You got all got all bright eyes oh, I can go. out and just I can go, buddy. Oh, Talk about old tractors. They can't guide themselves. But us see that's just it. Not they're not they're not all the way old. They're just kinda old. Kinda old, yeah. Same age as you are, right? Yeah, that's yeah. just it. There Late seventies. There you go. All right. Alright, folks. Well that's gonna do it for this edition of the Moving Iron Podcast. I'd like to thank uh Kirk Hens of Bam Weather and Chip Nellinger of Blue Reef Aga for being on. Can't do it without the two over, two people sitting over here. So thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Gina, for being on. So if you want to find more about Moving Iron Podcast, go to movingironloc.com. You can also find us all on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at movingironlc.com. And you can find Aaron Finnell at? At Aaron Finnell on Twitter. Okay. Or my cell phone, 308-760-1193. Right
4: on.
0: Uh,
2: you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, ReginaNartis.
0: Yeah, ignore the long name on Twitter that comes up—the <laughs> twenty-six letter last name. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that long. Check it's check. Pronounced wrong. How do you how do you say it? Yeah, no, check. yeah and it doesn't—you can't spell it the way it sounds either, folks. So it's, it's check. It's very very check. <laughs> so, well, I think that's going to do it, folks. So
3: until next time, let's go move some iron. This is Casey, Jean and Aaron. Out.